Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. Good morning, everyone. It's Wednesday, September 13th. I'm Mark Dent here with Ben Berkeley and Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we are talking about sex toy hackers. As you might be aware, millions of people have been connecting regular household devices into the so-called Internet of Things. This has made it a lot easier for people who want to turn off the lights while they're laying in bed or set the temperature to their house when they're out of town. But there's also, in addition to the Internet of Things, the Internet of Dongs. And folks, that is a world of internet-connected sex toys that is far too easy to infiltrate for hackers. So we're about to discuss chastity devices, exposed passwords, and insecure databases. But first, we're going to talk about everything else happening in the world of business and tech. All right, starting off, Apple unveiled its newest iPhones on Tuesday, highlighted by the iPhone 15 Pro, a titanium model that can capture spatial video. Everyone, though, is really talking about something that's a lot simpler, which is that Apple is finally switching from its lightning connector to a USB-C socket. It has done so under pressure, especially in Europe, from regulators. So this is actually a big change for Apple, if not a very interesting one. Ben, have you noticed anything exciting or new about this new iPhone model? You know, I think that these types of events are kind of like a Rorschach test of how big of an Apple nerd are you. If you are on the very, very far side of every single word that comes out of Tim Cook's mouth is the most thrilling thing in your life. There is a lot to get excited about here. You know, a a more advanced chip, a more advanced camera. But if you're just the average person, is this going to change your life? No, not really. Google and the U.S. Department of Justice just began a 10-week antitrust trial. The case, which accuses the company of illegally monopolizing internet search, could very well determine the future of Google and how we use the internet. Now, Google has around 90% share in the search markets. This trial could lead to some long-lasting implications. Well, I think it's really important to note that you just said Internet of Dongs about two minutes ago, (laughs) and nobody's probably all that focused on what we're talking about with the news right now. (laughs) But I do think that at this point, it doesn't feel like the intent is to break up these companies so much as it is to just slow them down. So I think that their practices will inevitably change even if slightly, but it's hard to imagine that you're going to see any major Google changing event here. Right, absolutely. 
All right, so just a couple more quick news stories here before we'll get on to our big story. Coca-Cola has announced its latest mystery flavor, and the brand used AI to develop the flavor and the packaging for what's known as a limited edition Y3000 Cola. The drink is futuristic flavored. None of us are sure what that means, but hey, you'll get to try it sometime. Related to Coke is that McDonald's said it's going to get rid of its self-serve soda machines at all U.S. locations by 2032. So that's a very long phase out. But nevertheless, the days of pouring six different types of soda into your cup, if you're still into that kind of thing, are over. Why is McDonald's doing this? Because not enough people are eating in its dining rooms anymore. I have to assume that they're going to put all of the budget that they would put into fixing these machines into fixing their McFlurry machines, which are always broken. Mysteriously breaks after about 9 p.m., I think, every day. So, Mm -hmm. yes. All right. So that's it for the news. And and I know everyone has been waiting with bated breath here since we told you what we are really going to be talking about on this podcast, which is the Internet of Dongs. This is about hackers who are trying to hack into your sex toys. Uh, Juliet, this is a story that I frankly never anticipated I would discuss nor read. So what is happening here? Yeah, uh, same here. Apparently, when we talk about the Internet of Things, all the devices that we have that connect to the Internet in some way, shape or form, we have a lot of them. Earlier this year, CNBC estimated about 17 billion and they're everything from your fridge to your light, to your speaker, to your smartwatch, anything that you can control with an app. And that has increasingly included sex toys. There is a website that tests and tracks these toys. And that website is called the Internet of Dongs. That's why we keep (laughs) saying it. But essentially, there's a story in TechCrunch where a researcher who has chosen to remain anonymous because he does all sorts of work and he doesn't want this particular type of work getting wrapped up with all this other work, (laughs) basically said that he was able to exploit two vulnerabilities in an app-controlled chastity device. For those of you who are not familiar with what a chastity device might be, it is a device that would essentially lock around a penis. So you would put that on and theoretically you would have a partner that can control it with an app unlocking or locking it. No kink shaming here if you're into that sort of thing. So this person was able to hack into that and access a database of about 10,000 users and their personal info. Why would someone do this? Is it because of that just personal info that might be there? Yeah, I think there's one of two reasons why you would hack into a sex toy. One is because you want personal data. Some of these apps have your address. Some had very intimate details about how and in what ways you use this particular device because there are other devices that people have been able to hack into. Or you just want to hack into someone's sex toy because you're weird. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to belittle someone's email being found, but That second option sounds even worse. Right. And in a lot of these cases that I found are situations like the one described in TechCrunch, where a security researcher has been able to hack into this and is like, hey, look what I can do. However, there was one case where someone who wasn't a researcher actually did hack into an internet-connected chastity device called Cellmate. They used an Expose API to get into it. And apparently one user told Vice that the hackers demanded $750 in Bitcoin to unlock the device. Now, fortunately, he was not wearing it when they locked it. So I think you can imagine the nightmare scenario of having a part of your body locked up and a hacker saying, I will let you go for $750 in Bitcoin. And then that also being the kind of scenario where you maybe don't want to tell other people about it. 
And there are other alarming cases. Someone was able to hack into a device that had a video feed. And we've seen people be able to hack into baby monitors and ring cameras and stuff like that before. But in this particular setting, that is a very intimate thing that's probably happening. And now you have someone who's basically like, give me money or I'll expose this. So I think we can see how particularly alarming this can be for multiple reasons. So I think one thing that really strikes me in all of this, and this is just to speak to our decision to talk about this story today, because, you know, it's not necessarily our typical coverage area. However, this just does showcase that larger problem that there are so many devices of all different kinds. Julia even pointed out a smart egg crate that is connected to the Internet for God knows what reason. It tells you how old your eggs are. Does it? Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, I'm into that now. (laughs) But I do think that this is obviously just one particularly salacious entry point into a much larger problem. We are seeing so many different things that we interface with that are really dangerous from like a data safety perspective. Right. You know, we just talked yesterday about vehicles and how our cars are collecting a whole lot of personal data. And, you know, Mozilla Foundation said that they are probably the worst category that they've ever come across from a privacy perspective. Mm -hmm. There are reports, even just as I look through today, about medical devices and how deeply vulnerable those are to various cyber attacks. People are going to listen when you say something like Internet of Dongs. I think something that everyone should take away from this is continued vigilance against how you are connected, all these various companies that you're plugged into, Mm -hmm. and what they could do with your data, how they're protecting it, and what you can do to protect yourself. Right. I think more broadly, it's like, do you trust this company to A, even consider your security when they launch this product? And B, do you trust them to respond when vulnerabilities are found? Because there are, you know, white hat hackers and people who will go and look for vulnerabilities and then not exploit them, but say, hey, look what I found. And you want a company unlike this chastity device company that's being talked about in TechCrunch that will move on that and will say, "Okay, yes, I'm going to fix this. There was an interesting report, Microsoft's digital defense report that was saying we have increased the security of software and hardware. But when it comes to the Internet of Things, a lot of that has not kept pace and fallen to the wayside. And I think this story kind of points out it doesn't matter what the device is. If it can connect to the Internet, someone can potentially exploit it. And I was kind of looking for a less salacious device that this would be an example of. And I found a story in which hackers were able to get into a casino's network and steal its customer data using the smart sensors in the fish tank. In the fish tank? Yeah, at the casino. That's like an Ocean's 11 type hack. For Ocean's 14, like that could easily be one of the plot lines. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We have a lot more tech and business coverage for you in our newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, please go get signed up at thehustle.co slash email, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, 
Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.